0: Welcome to the Gym Business Podcast, where you get insights, tips, tricks, and tactics to open your own gym or grow your own existing fitness business. Your hosts, Ben Kremis and Evan Lindsay.
1: What's up, guys? Welcome to the Gym Business Podcast. So I'm Ben Kremis, and you have with you Evan Lindsay over here, the one and only. So today we want to talk about something that comes up for us all the time when we're talking to Gym owners, small business owners, micro gym owners, studios, bigger gym owners, even the common pain of like bottlenecking ourselves by not hiring people when we need them. And it's a combination of like not knowing when you need to be hiring people and kind of seeing that curve coming ahead of time. Or it's something that like, what I think is probably more common is people are really good at some of the things that they do, um, like coaching or maybe even like some sales or some admin stuff. So they, they don't want to like relinquish that power and let someone else do it. So they just keep doing everything. Um, But one of the big problems that happens when they're doing that is that their business starts to not grow anymore because you can only do so much on your own, right? And if you, like, let's say it's you and one coach or you and an admin, you can only do so much. And then your business is literally going to be capped out at that. So it might cap out at 10,000, it might cap out at 20,000, 25, 35,000. Whatever it is, like you're gonna hit that cap and you won't be able to get over it until you hire more people. Um, like one of the best analogies I like to think about is like a like a car, right? Like a four-cylinder car, you know, like you just get in a, you get in a whatever, what's a 4 cylinder car? Like a, a four cylinder, like a Honda Civic or something. You get in that bad boy, you know, you're cranking, you're going, you're 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 on the open highway, you're doing well, and then all of a sudden, like, you know, you, you fill it up with with gear, all the you a know, bunch of buddies, whatever. Now the car is going a little bit slower and you've got the thing redlined, right? It's just, that's all it's going to do. It's, you're, you're hearing, it's like, meh, like not going any further, right? But then all of a sudden, if you can just like pop two more cylinders into that car, what's going to happen, right? It's just going to, like two more cylinders, like boom, like you're just going to kind of take off that little bit more. The RPMs are going to kind of lower. That's going to kind of, the torque is going to, ch- you know, kick in and you're just going to be moving a little bit better. And then that's going to eventually wind out right? And that's going to cap out and you're not going to be able to grow anymore. And then you pop in another two cylinders and then boom, you're off to the races again. And, uh, I think that's a great analogy of what it's like when you're hiring people, you know, and cause you're just sitting there buzzing along, buzzing along. You're not going anywhere and you hire someone and boom, you just kind of move ahead on it. I don't know. What do you think of that, Evan? Am I, am I hitting that?
0: What colors your civic, man? What do we got a red? Red Civic,
1: <laughs> red, red or orange? <laughs> Always red.
0: Oh man, I think that's good. It's one of the things that, like, looking back when I had my own business and the thing that I hear people say a lot, and even if they don't say it, but often they're like feeling it or thinking it is, especially if they're coaching all the classes, they have a hard time letting go of some of the control of letting other people then have relationships with the clients. And oh my god, is it going to be as good as what I was doing? Geez. Oh my God. What if they like them better? And then sometimes, especially for some coaches, this is normal. I ran into this at different times too. Like you have a bit of insecurity of like, Oh, if I teach all these coaches, all my tricks, are they then going to leave? Like, how's this going to go? And it could be a bit of a loss of a sense of control. But I think to what you said, it's like, as the business grows, that's ideally what it is, right? If you actually want to create a business that can help more people, it's starting to figure out how do you get out of the way a little bit and let some of those people do that? Because I think that's one of the biggest things for people is like, A, what happens when I become replaceable in a sense? And it's like, oh shit, then what am I going to do? And then if it's like, I got to learn how to do all these other things, it's like, ah, oh, I don't know how to do any of these things. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, what am I day going to look like? Because I don't know how to do anything else, right? So I think that's kind of like two of the emotional like things that I find pulling, even if you're doing like, 8k if you're doing 18k or even if you're doing like 40k and it's time to hire a manager someone to come in then it's like if i hire them what the hell am i gonna do like your identity can get wrapped up in the role as opposed to like figuring
1: out how to do the next one yeah that's a really good point because you hear that a lot where people say well then what am i going to do right? Well, what am I going to do? If I hire someone to do the coaching or coach in the morning, what am I going to do now? Mm -hmm. And they almost don't know in a way what to do with themselves there because maybe they're not looking at the business with like an organizational chart like they should. So Mm -hmm. it's like, so, and I I think that's the big key, right? It's like even early on, like setting up that organizational chart. So it's like, you know, trainer, part-time trainer, admin, you know, childcare, whatever it is. And like, and you're always doing one of those roles, right? So, but if you're going to, try to do all of the roles you're just doing all of them like not maybe not the best right when it's best to just kind of pop yourself into a role then you know what you need totally well I think to your point it's like if I think back to like
0: again I'll just use like a personal experience of when having a gym as we were going it was like I have to do everything and then I remember as we started to hire people I hired one girl and I was like can you do the scheduling and she was like I love scheduling and I was like people actually like this this is like like this is like my Achilles heel. I would like blow up this gym if I had to only schedule things. And she was like, this is my glory. And I was like, Jesus Christ. And I was like, but I gave it to her and all of a sudden like it got better. And then pretty soon it was like someone else came in and I was like, Hey, what do you think about this? And I almost felt bad giving it to people to start. And then they're like, no, I love that. And I was like, and to your point, it's kind of like the, like the Civic, the Civic might have still been a Civic, but we had a nice spoiler because we started to move a little bit quicker because people were just yeah. doing things, and it's like, all right, cool, I can actually like drive this thing in the right direction now, as opposed to like me having to like move it, do everything, navigate because it's like, dude, I'm only good at certain things. Um, I need to get better at other things, but at least that way I could start to like focus on those things and let people do the things they were good at. And that was like, when actually for me, it's like, and I see this for a lot of people is like. Business isn't even that fun at some of those stages. You're just, like, scared to let go of anything. And as soon as you let go of some of those things, you do more of what you like. You make more money. Clients get better results. You have people helping you, and all of a sudden, it's like it goes from being like, this sucks, or this isn't as fun as I thought it would be, but I feel like some power to being like, cool, we've got a team. This is great. Now we're moving fast. And you actually can start to enjoy the process.
1: Yeah. So what do you think some, some like – if you think about, back to like, so you, you've owned a gym, right? Mm-hmm. We've got multiple gyms now that we're operating. I've been in the gym business for, you know, I don't know, 15 plus years. You're in old civic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Winding down the highway, busted up rims. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's hard to think back because now if we go open, if I go open a gym right now, like immediately, yeah. like before I even open, like where's my sales guy? You know, like who's my coaches? Let's start getting them developed right now. Uh, who's going to be my admin or my manager? Let's start working on getting them trained off the bat, right? I'm not thinking about uh, how am I going to do everything? You know, so it's kind of hard because we get so disconnected from that beginning. But so I'm trying to think of like, so if someone's listening to this and like, oh, like what's like, oh, I'm, like, I'm listening. I'm hearing you say that. And it is, I am kind of thinking it's scary or, or like maybe like prized in the way and you're like, I'm not scared. I just, you know, I want to do everything. I want to control it and, you know, whatever it is, but. Like, what were some of those earlier things that you did or that you like, you know, some of the people that you've coached to help them that I know, I know one that I can remember. Uh, I I can't believe I remember this though, but it was like, it was like a brain dump exercise. Right. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was, it was like way early on. It was like, you basically sit there and you write down all the tasks that you do in your gym all day. Right. So it's like, what am I doing? Like mopping the floor, I'm calling people who haven't showed up. I'm calling people who are past due. Maybe I'm taking care of a cancel. I'm writing the programming for the day. I'm making sure that, you know, the, the bills get paid. I'm doing all that stuff. Like just writing it down, like carrying around this piece of paper with you. And then you essentially try to like, you know, you collect all this stuff. So it ends up being a couple pages and you try to like rate it. Right. Did, did you ever do anything like that? Do you remember that?
0: I totally did something like that. Yeah. It was one of the, as an exercise I did too. Yeah, so very similar to that, right? Like write down all the things and then you can start to rate it of like, what are things that only I can do or things that are like really like higher, like quote unquote higher level things that I should do. What are some of the things that I could teach someone how to do it, but it'll take some time. And what are the, some of the things that right away you would ask someone else to do? And then the biggest thing yeah. I usually find as the fourth category is like, what is the things I should just stop doing now? And that's one of the things like typically, you know, if you go and you can like objectively look at what someone's doing right away, it's like, because they'll write down their list and it's like, I cleaned this, I did this, I did that. And it's like, what usually doesn't make it on the list is like, I was on social media for two hours looking at cat memes and then I was on, you know, like whatever, the kind of like dumb shit we do, but it's the same thing. Someone asked me this recently and they're like, Hey, when you grew your business from Uh, They asked me kind of like 20 to 40,000 a month. What did you do primarily? And I said, the thing that I did that had the most impact was I stopped doing dumb shit. And dumb shit was anything that was in category four or category three on the list we just said. So things you shouldn't do or the things that you should just get someone else to do. So it wasn't necessarily that I did like any like silver bullet things. But to your point, Ben, I think that's awesome is like write down all of the things. And it's like, how do you just eliminate some of the, the garbage things and then start to figure out, hey, out of all the other things I did, what are the things that provide a better client experience? What are the things that make me more money of clients in or keep them? And then last but not least, what are the things that you can do for like systems that are going to actually save you time? Because when you look at your list, there's going to be things that you do every single freaking week that it's like, if you just took an hour you did it once and you built a system every week, therefore it might only take you 10 minutes. Yeah. Instead of reinventing the freaking wheel.
1: Exactly. And I think that this goes into like the bigger topic of, it's like the first step. Like if you do that, right, you're, you sit there, you actually, you you follow it, you're honest, you really brain dump everything that you're doing. Right. Even try to include like the social media stuff, like be honest with yourself, right? Like whatever you're doing, it's like the first step towards legitimate time management, Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's like the big aha, I think, because it's it's the exercise of doing that. And then if you take it a step further and you start to like, all right, like what's the thing I absolutely don't, I do not like to do at all. Like it wakes me up in the middle of the night, like, oh my gosh, I have to do that today. And like, make that all into a list. And then just kind of tear that into the things that you love doing. And, and then you kind of like prioritize and all that. But I think that's the big part because it starts to make your mind think, Oh, time management. And then that I think is very easily connected to hiring. Mm -hmm. Because you're like, my time is now important. And I'm in order for me to do this, I'm not able to do that. I should really get somebody to help do this. And the best part about it's like a cheat sheet, right? Because you can literally just give the person I wouldn't give them like your, you know, your handwritten, if you have handwriting like mine, you know, like your terrible handwritten brain dump sheet, but you could like type it up nice. And like, what'd you just make? job description sheet Mm -hmm. oh my gosh right what do you do you do this like such an easy first step yeah totally
0: i think that's the piece you're hitting on right with like hiring because at the end of the day as soon as you hit those like critical thresholds or like glass ceilings right so even at the start you get going it's like don't i keep getting stuck here don't keep getting stuck here don't i keep getting stuck here and people just end up in like these loops of repetitive stuff and then they, don't, they kind of lose sight of what their goal is, and they're like, I'm just really busy. And you always see that when you talk to people at the stages when they should be hiring, and it's like, how's it going? Super busy. Super busy. Business is really busy. And it's like, if you're really, really busy, you might be doing it wrong. <laughs> like, I hate to break it to you, but, like, the goal isn't to be the busiest man alive. The goal is to, especially in fitness, help people change their lives help more people change their lives better, create a team where you can actually create some careers to support you in that and then start to get to a bigger vision because your job isn't always going to be to be busy. If you're always busy, it's like, okay, cool. What can I start to share with other people and how do I provide that? And I think the tactical tool you gave is awesome, right?
1: Yeah. And that, it's amazing how this all wanders into an even bigger topic right and that goes into the even bigger topic of if you genuinely like exactly what you just said like if you genuinely and everyone i mean i haven't met anyone who's like i want to open a gym because i want to be a millionaire like everyone starts because like they're just super passionate about fitness and they want to help people they've had a couple like you know, somebody that they met that they like, you know, gave them some workout plans. They followed some meal plans, whatever it is. And like some, whatever it was, it like hit that spark, right. Got you like super fired up and amped up to start this fitness business or want to go down that journey. The thing is, is that if you're better with your time and if you're hiring people to help you with your time and you're moving through those glass ceilings, you're helping more people, mm-hmm. you know? So if you, you talk to them on the phone, like I'm super busy, I'm super busy. Like, you know, you can't take on more clients potentially. So the goal that you, You know, so it's kind of like thinking back to those basics of what you got into this for, because if you genuinely want to help people and do all that, then you need to work your efficiency and be more effective with your efficiencies, right? Versus just kind of like spinning the wheels in in that rat race. And and you got to hire, you got to hire people. You got to get the sales guy in there. You got to get some part-time coaches. Please, if you're listening to this, (laughs) hire people. (laughs) Number one thing you can do. Yeah,
0: I think you're right, man. It's that thing where it's like, there's always that fear. And you see that at every stage. So had a conversation with some different people a while ago, right? And they are kind of at that like 18 to like 25,000 a month. And even they were feeling fear. It's like they had a team. And then it was like, cool. I really believe like it's time to get the full-time person for this and someone for this. And the things they're saying is like, oh, I don't know if I can afford to. And I'm like, I get it. Like, it's got to make sense. But at the same time, it's kind of that fear of like afraid to hire. But it's the irony was is often when you get in situations like that, as soon as you can hire someone and you've taken the time to figure out just like what success would look like, all of a sudden it starts to ramp up because it's kind of like the, the line gets so tight when you're waiting to hire. And it's like, I don't know if we can go if we just stretch it a little tighter. And it's like you're at the edge of what is possible. You hit the glass ceiling. You need to load up. And if whether that's like bringing the person in, of a sudden the line gets a little bit of slack in it and then it's going to recoil and go. You just have to have an idea of like you said, like what would the job description be? What are they going to do? And it's one of those things where it's like, it is, it's scary whether it's your first employee, whether it's your third employee or whether you're hiring a couple a little bit down the line, it's your first full time to like make that leap. There's always that like, okay, but if you've done the work on that and you're willing to get the right person in place, then you can often start to slingshot it because you're just gonna create that slack in the line.
1: Yeah. The right person, right? I think like going back, we were talking about it before, like some of the reasons that people don't, you know, necessarily like go out and hire when they should or whatever. I think one of them is they're afraid of hiring the wrong person. You know, mm-hmm. you hear that a lot and I I think one of the, the number one thing I always tell people is that you don't you're not forced to hire somebody. Mm-hmm. Right. And I know that sounds obvious, but people forget that. Like, what if I hire someone who I don't like? Or what if they're not good? You know, like, then you just keep looking, you know? Like, you don't, it's not like the first person you meet, like, oh man, I can't believe I have to work with this guy.
0: Right? Mm -hmm. Or like, I can't
1: believe I have to work with this girl. It's like, you know, you don't have to, you know, make sure that they're a good fit for you culturally. Make sure you get along. Make sure you match with your values. And it's going to, it'll make it a really fun ride. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree, man. I think that's one of the, the common things right is you get into that weird spot like as humans as soon as we like get to the spot where we absolutely need something or meet someone then you're just like grasping at straws and that kind of gets to that spot you're highlighting where it's like oh my god I'm so smashed and it's like someone's like I'll help you out and you're like you're just grabbing at anything for like help and you're like okay and then they come in and you're like oh my god this person is awful and it's like well yeah like you know, it'd be like dating. If you're like super desperate and then it's like anyone will do, you're probably not going to end up with your dream mate. Yeah. right? Yeah. If you can get to a spot of being okay by yourself or like looking ahead of time, you're probably going to end up with a better result. Like it's just mm-hmm. the way it goes. And it's the same thing with this of like, and it kind of goes back to the example I had. It's like, if the rope gets so taut, then also then you need someone, the chance of getting someone that's going to come in, that's going to be solid, isn't great. Right. If you can like hire a little in advance of that and you're always looking, it's the same with eventually when you get to with clients, like you always want to be prospecting for clients, but you're always looking for people that would be a good fit for you coming in because then they're going to be coming in ahead of time and you're not going to run into some of those like issues. And that's kind of the spot, like more like advanced skill, but something to keep in mind
1: yeah i like that a lot like that like that that tight line it's like hire don't hire when you absolutely need somebody to start on monday you know like plan a little bit you know so you can have that time to you know make sure it's going to be a good fit get to know each other let you know all the training that's involved how how do you turn the lights on like all all those little things like spend a little bit of time and and that requires looking ahead of the curve a little bit and that's that's challenging but if you just get honest and like put it all on paper and start digging in it. It makes it a lot easier. Yeah.
0: You know. Totally, man. Yeah. I remember back to ah, shoot, man. I think it was our first, first administrative person I ever hired. Hiring coaches wasn't as hard, but I remember the first administrative person I hired, the guy came in and I was just like, I need someone. And when he finally did came in, he was like awful. But then he was like, what do you need me to do today? And I was like, I don't know, man, just like go solve some problems. Like just go do stuff. <laughs> and it was like, Again, like the line had got so like tight, where it just wasn't there, right? So then that's often the situation we get into. So just to, like reiterate on your point, like just being that little bit ahead, just having a little idea of what you'd have them do, and just hiring it a little bit in advance. Otherwise, you feel like you don't have time to actually like support the person to get up to speed.
1: So yeah, cool, awesome stuff. All right, guys. So this is our podcast for the day. I hope you like this information. And if you did like that, anything that we just went over, this is like the tip of the iceberg. We're about to give you tons of free information um, with these podcasts, uh, fitness business podcasts. So we hope you liked it. If you did, please go ahead and share, comment below. And if you want to hear more about this or you have some specific questions about any kind of situation you're in, Head over to Facebook, go to gym business for fitness professionals group request to join that. And, uh, Evan and I are both in there and we're happy to help you out, answer a lot of your questions. And, uh, that's it. Hope you like today. If you want to hear more about strong together, go to www.strongtogetherfitness.com and you'll see a link at the bottom where you can download the ultimate guide on how to make a six figure fitness business in under 90 days. Oh, so, uh, Thank you for tuning in and uh, go check that stuff out. We'll see you soon. All right, guys. Take care. See ya.
0: Thanks for listening to the Gym Business Podcast. If you have any questions or want to hear more, head over to Facebook and join the Fitness Professionals Group. If you want to learn more about Strong Together, go to www.strongtogetherfitness.com. You can download our ultimate strategy guide on how to create a six-figure
1: fitness business in under 90 days. We'll catch you next time.